Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Lucky episode number 13 and I hope you like it because it's just me and you today. So I'm my own guest today. Um, today I'm going to explain and share with you the ins and outs of where the heck I've been the last seven months and why I ghosted you and um, what to do if you're in a similar situation where you start a brand new exciting project that's close to your heart and then you got to ghost it. And how to come back. So, um, thank you for your patience and thank you for tuning back in. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Body, Mind, Spirit Service Podcast Show. I'm your host, Shay Knight. I'm a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, a massage therapist, and a wellness entrepreneur coach. And I've been in this industry for over 15 years. So believe me when I tell you, I know that you feel called to serve others with your work. And I also know that sometimes you scream in a pillow, run out of money, feel isolated, and question your career choices. (laughs) Listen, we all do it. So on this show, we're talking about it with our colleagues. We're talking about money, marketing, work-life balance, burnout, side hustling, full-time hustling, and what it takes to keep going, or sometimes to not keep going. Each recording is dedicated to you wherever and whenever you tune in, I hope you gain a little something to help you on your way. So before we begin, I invite you to take a deep breath, get centered, maybe make a cup of tea and be present while you listen. I'm so glad that you're here and I hope you enjoy. everybody let's just dive in where do I start (laughs) so I mentioned in the intro it's been seven months Um, I guess it's been six or seven months since I dipped out and I can promise you that this whole time well maybe not that first month but most of this whole time I have just been like I got to get in there and finish the podcast I got to get out there and post on social media I have interviews that I still need to publish with darling colleagues of mine that gave me their time and energy and I just didn't publish their episodes like what a jerk they probably think I totally wasted their time um and on and on it goes so I have been thinking about you and this project and at the same time and I I you know one of the things I don't love about podcasts is that I can't hear your response to what I'm saying so if you're like old like me and you used to do like Facebook live videos and stuff, um, I miss that you could like comment during the lives and I could kind of talk back to you. But you know, these days it's podcasting. So um, if you're listening to me and you're like, yeah, actually I do have a response, then either like shoot me a DM or comment below the post that will have the link to this, like on my Instagram or something. Email me, text me, whatever. But let me hear from you because I really do want to hear from you. Um, So where I was going with that is I had this like lingering guilt of like, oh my gosh, this unfinished project and and not only unfinished, but like I had literally just started it and then I dipped out. And at the same time, I also felt very, very authentic and embodied and being true to myself and in alignment with myself every time that I went to pick it up. And I said, no, not yet. I'm not going to do this yet. Um, 
And it's hard to explain every single time why the answer was no. Sometimes it was that I didn't feel well. Sometimes it was that I physically couldn't do it. Sometimes it's that I had screaming kids around me. Um, most of the time it's because it felt like it was going to be forced. And I know for a lot of like content creators out there, that's like, well, just, you know, <laughs> that's tough. You know, that's part of the biz. You got to just churn out content at a regular rate because that's the way we're told to do things. But I really just didn't agree with it. I didn't feel like it. The answer in my heart was no every time I went back to the project. And I wanted to honor that. And I got really curious about that. Like, huh, I'm not like a quitter. I'm definitely a follow through type person. I consider myself professional. If I told you I was going to do something, I'm going to do it. Or I'm at least going to explain myself. But every time that I didn't do it, I just felt really okay with it. And I, I started to question a lot of like, you know, some of the marketing and things that I've learned as a wellness professional about consistency and showing up and content creation and all of that. Um, just starting to question it. Not that it was wrong when I learned it, but you know, does it apply now? Like, does it really matter if you post every week or three times a day, or if you have a podcast, do you need to publish every week or, and I'm not saying the answer is no, do whatever you want. It's the wild west. Although that might be the answer. Um, I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm not sure that it matters. So a lot of times, you know, this podcast was created for people in our field to talk about work because we don't really have like a break room, right? So this is a place for us to get around and chat about our work in the wellness field. And a lot of times when I think about my choices for marketing and things for my various services, I try to think about it in terms of the consumer. So when it comes to a podcast, I think about myself as a listener. And if I find a podcast that I like, I'm not necessarily going to comb through the dates and be like, wow, they were really inconsistent back in 2019. There's like six months where they didn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you know, maybe somebody would do that, but then it's like, well, does it really matter? You know, what is the reason for having a podcast? Is it so that your followers think that you're consistent or is it so that you can share the content within the podcast? You know what I'm saying? So something about that consistency chip just like fell away from me and I had to let it go for some pretty serious reasons. So the main thing was, um, <laughs> I got pregnant and it's not my first rodeo. It's actually my, my third baby, my fourth pregnancy. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm older this time. Maybe it's cause I have two little ones that already run my life, but this pregnancy, I mean, it knocked me out. I was so sick. I was like, I had these, um, never ending pregnancy migraines, which I always have migraines, but the pregnancy ones are next level. My asthma was out of control. I was so fatigued. I was just a mess and like not for just the first trimester. This went on well into the second trimester and frankly still comes and goes. So for me to like even look at the phone, if it wasn't an emergency, I couldn't do it, let alone my laptop and like, you know, reading and getting creative and really listening to these interviews with my whole heart as I was editing them and stuff. I just really couldn't do it guys. And I had to listen to my body. So, um, 
I'm, I'm always conscious when I talk about motherhood or pregnancy because I know it's not an experience that we all share and I don't want anyone to feel left out for that. But I think, I think most people will agree that um, sometimes the body just takes over. And this is definitely one of those takeovers where either my body or this baby was like, ma'am, we are not podcasting right now and nothing else matters. Just try to sleep and stop puking. So that was probably the biggest reason that I needed to stop. Um, <laughs> so I, I had to take a break and then the break just kept kind of going on and I don't know, I needed it. I needed it and I just felt like this will be here when I come back to it or it won't and we'll go from there. And I don't know, I really, like I wasn't worried about what anybody thought. I wasn't worried, like, I just knew I'd come back to you and explain and it would be fine. And I think that's something interesting in terms of marketing these days. It's like, unless you are a celebrity, you know, your followers are your friends and family and your, and your customers, right? So they know you, they have a feel for your work ethic and your style and they're going to be okay if you take breaks. So I don't know, maybe you'll message me and be like, actually, we're not Shay. We're not okay with it. We think you should have pushed through, but I doubt it. You know what I mean? So that was one of my um, revelations that I figured out pretty early on. It's like, wow, when my body says no, it's a hard no going forward. Um, but it wasn't just that. The pregnancy was a big piece of it. But the other piece of it was after I launched the podcast, so I um, batched all these interviews so far, which, by the way, if you're listening and I canceled your interview, um, I am totally ready to reschedule with you. We should probably do it before the baby's born, so we got a little bit of time here. Uh, but I'll reach back out to you if you're listening. I have not forgotten about you. But yeah, I totally canceled all these interviews I had scheduled because I'm like, I can't even pick my head up right now. So um, anyways, another revelation that I had was after launching the podcast and going through this like kind of interesting exploratory phase for me where I had just ended like a three-year sabbatical. I'd been real quiet on social media. I had a quiet massage therapy practice, but I wasn't advertising or anything. Um, so when I came back out of my, my little tower, I was so, I, I was, I was just feeling very like sweet and welcomed. I feel like everyone was really sweet about it and, you know, helping share my posts and promote the podcast and that was really nice. And then like we got it launched and that was fun. And I, I really loved doing the interviews. I love helping other people tell their story or just being a person to listen to their story. Um, and then not long after it launched, I was like, well, that was fun. I don't really know if I want to keep doing it. <laughs> um, which again, maybe a marketing guru would be like, don't say that on your podcast, but I just, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you because that's my style. Um, but, and, and I'd love, again, I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening, tell me how it is for you. Cause for me, I can get an idea that I want to try something. I'm interested in this. I wonder if my customers would dig this. And then from there, it's like the only way for me to really know is to try it. There's not enough research in the world that would tell me if I'm going to like it or not. So when I very first started it, I was like, oh, this is fun. This feels very natural. Like I just like talking to people and even more so listening to people. Um, so that's fun. But as soon as it launched, I had to do a quick check. I'm like, all right, well, that was fun. Do I need to keep going? Like, is it necessary? 
do I need to do 100 episodes just because I said I would start this? And so, again, the answer for me wasn't no, I'm not going to do this anymore. It was just, I don't know, you know, (laughs) I don't know. So that was part of my pause as well. I didn't want to continue to schedule interviews. Well, for one, I was really sick, but even on the days that I wasn't sick, I didn't want to do interviews just because I said I would, which again, goes against a lot of the marketing and like, um, business development advice out there. I just, something about it felt out of alignment for me. And I just wanted to wait and see, like, do I really want to do this or am I just doing it to look consistent and not like I quit? Oh, third trimester, guys. I got to take a deep breath. I'm kind of surprised I made it that long without running out of breath. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was something else. I, I often, after the beginning of a project... I have to take a beat and just be like, okay, well, that was really fun getting it started. I'm definitely a big starter person. And then I have to assess what does it look like to keep it going? And more importantly for me, why would I keep it going? You know, what are my motivations? What am I hoping to achieve? Who am I hoping to serve by continuing? Um, Because I don't want to just do things like just because of inertia, you know? Uh, so yeah, I had to think about it. And for, for a little bit there, although it was probably the the pregnancy sickness mostly, but for a little bit there, I was like, I think I'm good. I don't know that I really want to hear myself talk week after week. I mean, I love to have these conversations, but I don't know if I really want to go through the rigmarole of like posting it and editing it. Now, if you're like a real deal podcaster out there, you're like, wow, you probably shouldn't be doing this because that's like the whole gig and you're probably right. (laughs) But I don't, I don't know. I don't consider myself like a real podcaster. I'm just playing with this right now and I'm using it as a tool to share these stories with the people who I think will benefit. Um, so I think it's fine to say the, the true things about, I don't, I don't know if this is something I want to do forever or not. Um, so that was a big part of my pause as well. And then another, it gets a little bit more nuanced, I guess, or personal. Um, You know, so for over 15 years, I have been a yoga teacher, a teacher trainer, a massage therapist, a business coach for wellness professionals, a number of different things um, where I've worked as an entrepreneur for the most part. And then I've also had jobs where I'm managing studios and clinics and spas for other people. So my experience is pretty varied, Um, but I always considered myself like a yoga teacher first because it was my first job. And so it's kind of been the baseline. Like I feel like how I teach, how I do massage therapy is very much informed by the fact that I'm a yoga teacher and how I manage a clinic is very much informed by the fact that I'm a yoga teacher. You know, I bring these concepts into whatever job and whatever setting I'm in. Um, And I think that's true for everyone. You know, you bring all your skills to all your jobs and all your positions and your roles but because yoga was my first thing, it was, it was a bit of an identity that I, you know, clung to personally, not necessarily that I advertise it to anyone, but on the inside, I always felt like a yoga teacher first. And so when I came out of this sabbatical and I'm like, okay, we're going to start a podcast. We're going to start teaching courses again. I'm going to get out and teach yoga classes again. It's been frankly a few years since I taught normal group classes that weren't like just for yoga teachers. Um, 
you know, just thought like, let's just get back out there and do what I've been doing for my entire career. So I did. And I, I went back to teaching. I literally only taught, I think, three classes at my local yoga studio. It was a very sweet place for me to teach because it was somewhere that I taught for years and years. Um, and they just needed somebody to fill in short term. And I was like, that's actually perfect because I have a full-time job and I probably shouldn't overcommit. Um, but yeah, let me teach a little bit of yoga and just get back out there. So I went and, you know, it's like you've been teaching 15 years. You can teach a yoga class anytime. So it wasn't like it was hard to teach yoga, but it was, I don't know, weird might not be the best word. <laughs> also, sorry if you're one of my students and I'm like, well, that was weird. Um, it just, it just didn't fit. I felt like I told a good friend of mine, I felt like I was like a ghost, like haunting my own past. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I'm in this space that I've spent thousands and thousands of hours and teaching thousands of yoga classes, no joke, private yoga lessons, teacher trainings, group classes. Sorry, you can probably hear my ball too. If you hear squeaking, that's uh, that's the yoga ball that I'm sitting on because I can't really deal with chairs right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I taught three yoga classes only because frankly, I got sick a lot and I had to call out a lot and it was only supposed to be a couple months anyways. And I was like, well, this will be a nice little way to just see how I feel back in the studio like a normal group class. I haven't done this in so long, right? I've got my tingsha bells. I've got my deck. I've got my music. I've got, you know, the whole, the whole deal. All the ingredients were there and the classes were fine. The students had a completely fine experience and I just felt kind of funny. I just felt like, I don't know, like kind of like I was watching a home video, like, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I've seen this before. I know, I know how this goes. And then it got me thinking like, wow, well, what was it like before this? And really before any time I was teaching yoga, if I, even if I didn't feel like it, right? Because I think we can all agree um, in any job, but certainly in the wellness profession, you don't always feel like doing the thing you have to do. But it's like once the class would start, I could drop in, I could be present and really love the work that I'm doing and really love holding that space for the students and facilitating and observing what they're going through, you know? So it's so much like not about me, but all about the students and just being there for them. And like, you know, as long as I kind of stay out of their way and keep them safe and keep the class efficient, it's like, you can't really lose. Right. And then the same thing for training yoga teachers. There are plenty of times where I wasn't in the mood to train yoga teachers, but once I would get there, and be present and drop in, I could help them so that they could better serve their communities. And it was super rewarding and I loved it so much. I really did. <laughs> and it sounds so bad to say this now, but when I taught over last summer for just a minute, it wasn't that I didn't love it. It was just like, yeah, all right, well, that was okay. You know, I can, I can sub if somebody, you know, needs a sub. But it just, it just didn't fit anymore. It was like putting on clothes that don't fit anymore. And so the time came for, you know, when I was supposed to help them out to end. And it, it came just on time because I was like, it's weird to say, but I don't think I want to do this anymore. Um, 
And it's just, it's not that I don't want to teach yoga anymore. It's like the way I teach it is different. You know, I have friends and clients text me, Hey, this hurts. You know, what pose should I do? Or I've been trying this class out and this is going on. What should I do? And I still find that in management situations and things like that, I'm always using my yoga practice as an informant to what I'm doing. So it's still like the yoga never goes away and it will always be like this aquifer beneath the other things that I do. But in terms of like strapping on my mat and heading to class and teaching conventional yoga, I, I think maybe that time has passed for me, at least for now. And so that took me a minute because I'm like, well, dang, <laughs> I just launched this whole podcast on like yoga teachers and massage therapists and let's all talk about the biz. And I'm like, I don't even really want to do this right now. And I need to honor that. I mean, above so many things, I hope if you're listening and you're having a similar feeling, I hope that you feel unalone in that, that I personally believe you should honor when something doesn't fit anymore. You know, I'm, if you know me and you've, you've been with me a while, you know, I'm a big fan of a pivot and like, go ahead and change your mind at any time and go ahead and start something new at any time. Start over. Like I'm all about that stuff. Um, but I think there's like not a lot of language around. It's okay to let things go too. So if you have been teaching yoga for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, and you're like, you know, I think I'm good. I think I have taught enough yoga. <laughs> I personally think that's fine. Um, and that's how I feel today. I, when I was feeling that way at the time, I was like, Ooh, I should really let this marinate before I go marching around with this podcast. But I don't know. I think it's part of it. So yeah, I'm not teaching yoga anymore. That's fun. That's fun to just let myself say, um, and I still do body work and I love it. And it, it has that same quality that I was missing in yoga where do I always feel like doing a bodywork session? No, of course not. But when I'm in the room with my client and the door's closed and I'm dropped in, I love it. I absolutely love the work that I do with them. And so I'll continue. And if that changes, then I won't. So yeah, I feel like those are important stories to share because we don't hear, I don't hear a lot of it. If you're hearing a lot of it, then that's great, but I don't. So I wanted to share that. Um, and then, you know, and a few other reasons why it took me so long to come back to you is I was trying to like, you know, make sure that I do this at the right time so that the audio is pretty good and my kids aren't screaming and I'm not huffing and puffing because I can't breathe because my lungs are squished up (laughs) over my belly and all this. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I've had some more thoughts about the production of our marketing content or our, our, just our content in general. Like, I think we've seen this trend in the last few years that like authentic is better. You know, like now you'll see videos of people like putting on their makeup while they tell you three facts about the thing that they sell. And sometimes I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, but why are you putting your makeup on in front of me? Like, why don't you just do that before you hit record? But whatever. Or like, if you notice people are always like walking while they're holding the you know, their phone recording their content. I'm like, where are you really walking though? You probably could have sat down and just told me, but anyways, I say all of that to say there's a, there's a style coming around. That's like, um, more authentic and more casual is kind of the thing, which is cool. Um, but there's always like, and maybe because I'm a little bit older, you know, like 
my marketing brain still comes from like the early 2000s sometimes. And sometimes I get stuck in this space of like, well, I shouldn't record the podcast unless the audio will be perfect or unless I can link all the things perfectly or unless I can design the graphic to blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's one of those like done is better than perfect issues for me where I'm like, we don't need to pretend if you're at my level anyways, my level or around my level, we don't need to pretend to have more time or resources than we do. So like, there's no reason for you to hold back sharing what you want to share, your story, your content, your offerings, whatever. There's no reason to hold back in an effort to look more professional. Because again, I'm thinking of it like a consumer. If I'm listening to a podcast or following an Instagram profile or something, and I like the content, I really will put up with some really like low budge (laughs) um, quality. You know what I mean? Like if the audio is really bad and I like the content, I'm still going to listen to it. If I can hear your kids in the background, I'm still going to listen to it. I'm going to be like, oh, cool. You have kids too. Or, oh, you have a dog too. Great. Like it shouldn't hold you back. And I think it's an interesting, um, what's the word I want? Barrier. Because it's like, what is the point of pretending like you have some fancy studio in your home? What, why would you pretend that unless you do? And then great show us pictures. That sounds cool. But if you don't like why hold, why withhold the information and the value you want to share in an effort to look like you are more successful or more organized or have a quieter home than you do. Um, (laughs) that one just came to me recently where I'm like, look, I'm never going to come back to this podcast if I wait for perfect, um, circumstances. It's not going to happen. I have a noisy echoey house that's full of a loud family. They're not here at this moment, but they could bust in here at any time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was just another kind of marketing revelation I had is like, we go back and forth and pretending to be authentic. If that makes sense, pretending to be authentic. Like, that's what I think when I see some people recording a video that's supposed to look authentic, but I'm like, it's supposed to look authentic. What does that even mean? Like, just be authentic. Just go ahead and shoot it. Just hit record and go. Let's hear what you have to say. Let's not like set it up to look like we're authentic. Oh, guys, thanks for hanging with me. I am seven and a half months pregnant, and I know I'm jumping all over the place and huffing and puffing at you, but these are all the thoughts on my heart, and I wanted to share them with you. So what else did I want to share? I think those are the main things. And I guess going forward, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Um... I'm not going to quit this project. I do want to keep it going. And I hope that my funny little sabbatical after a sabbatical, after ghosting you, I hope that it invites more of you who maybe feel like your social media presence or your marketing or whatever is not like perfect and you still have a story to tell and you still want to talk about the work that we do because I feel like that's the realist. And that's really what I'm interested in. So if you're listening to this uh, hot mess of an episode and you're like, yeah, girl, I'm with you. I feel the same way. Then send me a DM 
and I'd love to do an interview with you. I want to talk with more people who want to be really real about the work that we do. Um, and yeah, as far as the schedule goes, whew, I should be having a baby sometime in the next, you know, month or two. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll play it by ear. I can just tell you that I will be back. I, it might be next week. It might be in a month or two. Um, but I will be back. We'll keep this going. Um, but there are other topics that I'd love to hear. So some of the things that are on my mind that I'd love to hear, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I want to talk about that too. Um, first of all, anybody in a wellness professional. So whether that is that you do teach yoga, you're a body worker, you're an aromatherapist, or maybe you are, I don't know, anything in this field. And you want to share a little bit about what you do along with any other of these topics, hit me up. Um, so things I want to hear from people about, I, I picked up some common themes in the interviews I did so far. Um, one of them is divorce. I, I know divorce is, you know, not limited to people in the wellness field and it's a, it's a pretty big population. However, I, I notice a lot of people in our field have gone through at least one, sometimes two. Um, I myself have twice and I just think it's an interesting topic when it comes to work, like whether or not the work helped lead you to it or through it. And then also how divorce can impact your work. You know, what changes you had to make based on how it changed your life and things like that. So that's one topic I'm curious about. I'm very curious about parenthood and work, um, whether you're a mother or a father, um, you know, step, biological, whatever, however your family looks, blended, broken, all the things. I'm, I'm really curious to hear about how that has impacted your work as well, because for sure, that was the biggest change in my career. Um, and so I want to hear from both, especially people who, and I don't know, raise your hand. If you're like, I don't have kids and I, I specifically purposely did not want to have kids and here is how that's impacted my work. I want to hear about that too. I'm curious about it. Um, I'm very interested to hear about how like non-work things impact your work things. Um, another topic that has me real curious, I've just been barely poking around. And when I say poking around, <laughs> I mean like following hashtags on Instagram. Let's be clear. The research I am referring to is not like clinical research. Um, but anyone out there who is a human design expert and you're involved in this kind of work, I would love to hear from you. And the reason why is because I think that I, I'm, I know almost nothing about it, but the little I know has been super illuminating in terms of like, if you're a certain type, you know, there's a way that might be best for you to work. And so if you have a hundred projects, you know, like there's a way to do that if you're this type or that type. So I'd be curious to hear about somebody get into that. I recently found out that I'm a manifesting generator according to this system and everything I read, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so validating. And it's great to hear that I don't just have too many irons in the fire, but that's actually the way that I work. And it's just nice to know that I'm not alone and there's lots of manifesting generators out there and it's really cool. So I don't really know much about my own type or the other types, but I'd love to know how those kinds of things can play into, um, our work life. And so, yeah, I guess those are, those are the main things. What else did I want to hear from you guys about? 
I don't know, whatever you want to share about, really. What's it like to do your job? What do you love about it? What do you struggle with? What advice do you have for other people getting started in a similar field or a similar path? What are you excited about? So yeah, that's my update. And that's my, uh, that's my touching base. And um, I think that's everything on my heart today, you guys. I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you for hanging in here with me and listening to me and letting me just like catch up and ramble with you, tell you all the things. And um, I will be back with one of you or by myself. We'll see. Hit me up. All right, everybody. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful, or at least that it made you smile. If so, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it with somebody else. You can do so by sharing a screenshot of this podcast to your Instagram stories and then tag me at Body Mind Spirit Service. You can also visit our website. The link is in the bio. It's BodyMindSpiritService.com. And in there, you're going to find a free community group where you can join and chime in with podcast questions or topic requests, as well as network with other people in your field. The website's also going to give you options to opt in for the blog updates and the email list so you can stay in the loop for trainings and other exciting things there. And if you're more into Facebook, we have a free community group there as well. So again, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and I hope to hear from you soon. You can send me a DM, say hi, let me hear from you. Let me hear how I can be of service to you so that you can be of service to others. May you be happy. May you be well. May you be safe, peaceful, and at ease. And I will see you again soon.